upon his son and my Savior. Number two, Ephesians chapter one. Why love God? Well, verse seven. Let me, let me, before I do verse seven, let me do verse four. Verse four, just as in Christ, heavenly blessing, here's one of those in Christ, spiritual, this one, applied to me, just as he chose us in him, that's in Christ, God the Father chose me in Christ when? Before the foundation of the world. The end game being that I'll be holy and blameless. I'll be like his son. But the word chosen means God, it's, it's two words put together. It means to pick out, to select out. Be like a group of people and I say, Al, come on up here. I'm picking out. I'm picking Beth. Beth, you come too. I'm selecting people out of a group. God chose out of the group of people of humanity. Some to rescue, to call by name before the foundation of the world, before Harry Walls existed, before I did anything. And people argue, well, he just looked ahead and he saw the choices I would make. Listen, I'm, a, I'm dead in my trespasses and sins. You ever been to a funeral? Dead people don't do anything. They don't get out of the casket. They don't, they don't make decisions. They're dead. Dead spiritual people do not choose God. God chooses dead spiritual people in order to make them alive. And he does so before I existed. He knew I would exist. And he selected me out of the entire group of humanity. This is sovereign selection, sovereign election. You say, well, how does that work? You know what? I honestly don't know, except to simply say, God made, God saves, and God chooses. And he has every right to do all the above. I have friends I went to seminary with. That's not fair. I can't love a God like that. Well, then you have a problem. Because God's acting like God. By creation and by sovereign selection, he makes choices. And here's how I would write it. God, you've loved me by choosing me and setting your love on me before the world. Before the world began by your choice. My own words. In other words, by choosing me before I ever chose you. Now listen, if you're a Christian, that's true of you. God picked you. Why did he pick me? He didn't pick me because I was charming and good looking. He didn't pick me because I was talented and capable. He picked me because he picked me. And I'm grateful for that. I didn't earn it. I didn't deserve it. I don't fully understand it. But I'll tell you what, I'm grateful for it. He loved me. He loved me. Number two, by setting his love on me. By his choice, not mine. Verse 7. How else has he blessed me? Verse 6 says, So to the praise of the glory of his grace, which he, God, the Father, freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. Okay, so this is the Father in the Beloved. Who is that? Jesus Christ. What did he do in Jesus Christ? In him, Jesus, the Beloved, the Father, has freely bestowed on us His grace. In what way? 
In him, Jesus, we have redemption through his blood. That's a ransom. That's a buyback. That's a purchase, an atoning work, a blessing of buyback. God the Father, through his Son, he's blessed us to the praise of his glory, freely bestowed in Jesus. He has bought us back through the blood of his Son. We receive forgiveness of our trespasses. That's the release of debt according to the riches of whose grace? Verse 7, the Father's grace. The pronouns can throw you. There's a lot of his's and you got to follow who the his is. His grace is the Father's grace, unmerited favor. The beloved paid for it. Well, who's the beloved? Jesus. Who is he? The son of God. God's only begotten son. The one he loved intimately from all eternity. No beginning, no end. Jesus prayed in John 17. I want them, my disciples, to know the love that we have had forever. I want them to know that love. You know what? The father has loved the son perfectly, continuously, with no rival. And he gave his only begotten son, the beloved, for me. I was in prison. I was enslaved. I was on death row. And I deserved to be there. My violations were countless and measureless. They were known to God. And God demonstrated his love for me in that while I was incarcerated in the slave house of sin on death row, rightly so, he provided his beloved son as my substitute. And he ransomed me. He didn't just come and give money. He gave himself for me. The Father gave His Son. So here's how I would say it. God, why should I love you with all, of my, all I've got? Because as my Father, you have first loved me by rescuing Harry by the ransom of your only Son. I have one Son, Parker. For me to give my Son for you, would be an unfathomable, immeasurable, loving kindness. I don't know that I could do it. I probably wouldn't do it because I love him more than I love you. And you wouldn't accuse me for being a bad guy if I chose that priority over you. But God, who loves his son more than I love mine, freely gave him so that Harry Walls could be ransomed and released and forgiven Can you say amen to that? This is why you love God. Because he first loved you and he loved you by the beloved gift of his son. By rescuing Harry by the ransom of his only son. By paying my sin debt with his son's life. I'll tell you what, I can love a God like that. First of all, he chose me, he didn't have to. Second of all, he paid immensely for me and he didn't have to. He bestowed on me amazing grace. Verse 5, He, God, predestined us. Predestined is two words put together. The word horizon, 
and, and pro, you, you circle, you, you, you create a horizon. It would be like you taking a family picture or a high school picture and uh, nobody recognizes you because you've changed and you circle one face on the class picture, your face. That's pre-horizon and it's circling in advance. God in the family picture of humanity circles Harry in advance and all of those pictures, he didn't just select me. He identified me and circled me for a purpose. Notice what it says, verse 5, predestined us to do what? I'm going to adopt him. Maybe a bit better illustration. You get the picture of all the options at the orphanage. And you look at all those pictures, and you circle one, and you send the picture back. You say, that's the one I want. Now listen, if you're adopted here today, you're chosen. You're selected by choice. Listen, <laughs> I showed up. June the 6th, 1958, I talked to my mother. She said it was a hard deal. She said, I remember it. It was 64 years ago, but I, I remember it. She didn't choose me. But I'll tell you what, if you're adopted, somebody chose you. They looked at you and said, I want you. I want to bring you into my family. I want to dispense affection and love and care for you. So here's how I wrote it. Predestined to be adopted as sons. Verse 5. God loved me first by making me his son. And as a consequence, and I'm borrowing from Galatians 4, a joint heir with Jesus. So all the good stuff the firstborn son possessed and enjoyed in his firstborn inheritance, Harry Walls became a joint heir of. Verse 5, here's how Harry would say it. God, you love me first by inviting me into your house, into your family, and giving me the same inheritance as your favorite son. God loved me. He loved you first. Let's do one more in Ephesians. God, in his incredible kindness, says in verse 11 that in Christ, this gift of God to us, in him, verse 11, also we have an obtained an inheritance having been predestined according to his purpose, who works all things according to his will. So I get, according to God the Father's purpose, who does everything according to what he wants to do, aorist passive, I have obtained an inheritance. Aorist means it's happened. Passive, passive I didn't do anything to get it. How do I know I have it? Notice verse 13, in him, Christ, you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is given as a pledge of our inheritance. So who gave me an inheritance? The Father gave me an inheritance. The same inheritance Jesus has. He seals that commitment by the giving of the Holy Spirit who is a pledge. 
The word pledge is an engagement ring in modern Greek. I have an engagement ring that guarantees that what was promised, I will receive. And that engagement ring, that pledge, that guarantee of the blessing of God gifted to me in his love and affection and choice before time is the Spirit of God. I love God because God has guaranteed me through his kindness and amazing grace a full inheritance. I have it, and it's guaranteed I will receive it. I love God because he first loved me by making me his son and a joint heir with Jesus, inviting me into his house and guaranteeing my status like a favorite son. Now listen, those words can fly right over your head. I love saying them. It's true. But if you don't marinate and put your name and your words into that reality, you will not experience a love that's beyond description. And if you don't experience it, you won't express it. You'll have a form of it. It'll look hollow. But I'm telling you, people who love God like God deserves and desires are all in, all on, all out. And he loved first. What we do is a response to that. Turn over to 1 Peter chapter 1. Harry, you gave us three passages and 1 Peter wasn't one of them. That is a true statement. But I told you I was going to cherry pick in some highlights. And so here's another passage that validates some of the claims we just made. And the reason I'm giving them to you is because it's in my menu list of God, I love you because... These are my favorite things. These are declarations you have made by your spirit in the revelation of your word, things that you have done for me as my father. Verse 1, Peter is writing to disperse like seed aliens scattered throughout Asia Minor, and he describes them by their geographical location and by the reality of their condition, aliens. But he says at the end of verse 1, those to whom I'm writing, scattered like seed, who are chosen. Chosen is selected. Same word, same idea. Now look at this. According to the foreknowledge of God the Father. Prognosco is the word foreknowledge. This word gets leveraged hard by people who believe, well, God looked into the future for knowledge, right? He knows everything. He knew what Harry Walls would do. He knew at the age of six, he'd hear a gospel sermon. He'd go forward. He'd give his life to Christ. I'm picking Harry because I know Harry will pick me. Because of my foreknowledge about Harry's choices, I'm picking Harry. That's why I choose Harry. Well, if you concluded that, you would be an Arminian. Not an Armenian, an Arminian believing that my free will defines my reality in relationship with God, you would be wrong. Pre or prognosco is to know intimately in advance. It's the same word used of intimacy in marriage. The most intimate expression of affection and love 
loving Harry intimately by knowledge before Harry ever existed. Because of God's affection placed on me before time, he chose me. Not because he looked into the future. You can see that validated because the same word is used in verse uh, 20 of Jesus. Talks about his precious blood which was shed on our behalf, the blood of Christ. Verse 20, for he, Christ, was foreknown before the foundation of the world. What does that mean? That God looked ahead and knew that Jesus was going to substitute and willingly obey and therefore he loved him ahead of time? No, he loved him ahead of time. He was loved by God before he ever came. In the same way that you're loved by God before you ever existed, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. So in the same spirit, God caused me, by, to, to, because of his choice, he loved me before time because he wanted to. He loved me intimately before time. Verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused Harry to be born again. Genesis a second time, not physical, not a physical birth, but a generation of life a second time, spiritual life. Born from above, born again, John 3. Would I crawl back into my mother's womb and be born? No. This is spiritual birth. God in his love for me, the Father, who foreknew me because of his foreknowledge, he foreknew me. He set me apart, verse 2, by the work of the Spirit, that I would obey Jesus Christ and be sprinkled with His blood. Obey Him in what way? Believe and trust and repent. Sprinkled with His blood is His atoning work. So God has loved me in advance by the Father, set me apart by the Holy Spirit, ransomed me by the blood of Jesus, sprinkling that atoning blood, that ransom price on me, His blood, I get peace and grace because of that. And God in His great mercy, the Father, see it, verse 3, has caused me because of His mercy, which means mercy is not getting what you deserve. Not getting what I deserve. Grace is getting what I don't deserve. Grace is unmerited favor. Mercy is I deserve judgment and I don't get it. I deserve death, but I don't receive it. So God, the Father, chose me out of love for me before I existed, intimate knowledge of love for me, and he caused me. Do you see the word cause? God was the initiator. He was the engine behind. He was the facilitator. He was the producer of a creation in me. Just like my physical life is the product of God, my rebirth, my spiritual birth, my born from above life is God's work, God's creation. He didn't give me what I deserved. He gave me life. What kind of life? His life. Spiritual life. Life from heaven. So here's how I would write it. Verse 3, God the Father. Why should I love him? Because he loved me first. How? By causing me to be born again by his mercy. By changing, here's Harry's words, by changing my heart and birthing new life in me. 
even though I deserve death and judgment. You know what? If you're going to become a charismatic, this is your day. This is your day to say, hallelujah, praise the Lord. This is the day to say, God is worthy of all of I've got. This is the day, if you're going to be slain in the spirit, this is the day. This is the day where you fall on your face. I'm kidding, you know that. This is the day where you say, I can't believe that you've loved me like this. Now, how do I know he has? He told me. He told me. Meditate in the Bible, 1 Peter chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 1. Rehearse biblically. Think about it. Don't just rehearse it because John MacArthur preached it or Nathan or Mark or Harry or Phil or Mike. Rehearse it because God said it. You read it. It's the Bible. It's been gifted to you. And it's meant to transform the way you think and live. And the highest goal, the goal of our instruction, anybody want to say it? Is what? Love. It's not just Harry loving Karen and his family. It's Harry not just loving the people in Cornerstone or Grace Church or at the Master's University or Seminary. It's Harry loving God. That's the goal of the instruction. And the validating evidence that I love God is all in, all on, all out. Harry Walls loving God as God deserves and desires. And you know why I do that? Because he loved me first. And if you don't get that, you're without God, without hope in the world, and you have no chance. You can do things for God. Hey, didn't we cast out demons in your name? Didn't we do this in your name? Sorry, I never knew you because you can do all this. You can go to the STMs and all the other acronyms and not know God because the validating evidence of knowing God, what he deserves and desires, is heartfelt. It's not just obligation. I want to love you because I understand a glimpse just a little bit of how you've loved me. Ephesians 1, 1 Peter 1. You've ransomed me. I like Peter. He's going to give me an inheritance unfading, undefiled, won't, won't go away, won't corrupt, won't rot. No blemishes, no seconds. Always, forever, because he loved me. Now listen, if that doesn't move you, you need it to. And I'm arguing, paying attention to him begins with paying attention to what he said about who he is and what he has done for you. Do more than a goldfish. Spend time. Write it on a card. Carry it with you. Define the words. Think about it and put it in your own words. Christianity is immensely logical because it's rooted in a reality you can't comprehend. Can you say amen to that? I feel bad because I covered like a little bit of the Father and I got the Son and the Holy Spirit. Well, you'll have to come back. I don't know if it'll be August but do come back. Father, thank you for the opportunity to meditate. It's hard to 
unpack some of these rich treasures revealed by God, by His Spirit, written for our benefit, and not get consumed with it. Lord, I just pray that these will not just be religious thoughts and words and once-a-week realities, but this would be the nutrition of our soul as we feast on truths that are not fabricated so we can cope. They are revealed so we can live. Lord, that's my prayer for us all. Help us to be successful this summer. Help us to focus on the Father the way the Father deserves even today. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.